just go ahead and dive right in. Um, yeah. So welcome, everybody, to the third episode of The Outlaw You. I have an incredible guest here today that I'm so excited to uh, share with you and introduce to this podcast. She is uh, the tumbleweed, tumbleweed queen. And, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a fellow outlaw in all sorts of ways and just a good all-around friend that I've known for a while. This is Grace. I'll let her introduce herself. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm Grace Askew from Memphis, Tennessee, and um, you and I met on the summer solstice 2018. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. We um, we have a mutual friend, Heath Herring. He's a, a an incredible photographer who I'm definitely yes. going to rope into getting on one of these podcasts. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, he'd be a no-brainer for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get on this, and he doesn't even know it yet, but I hope he listens to this. <laughs> That'll be the first time he hears it, but we definitely got to get him on here. But yeah, we did a, a photo shoot with him that he had put together for Stetson and Wrangler, and it was really cool. It was this idea of bringing together a bunch of uh you know, f- people who knew each other, but had never met each other in person, really. And it was yeah. on the summer solstice. And so I know you and him did some shooting up north and kind of traveled down uh, towards southern yeah. New Mexico. And wasn't I mean, what a cool concept. That was very surreal to just be involved with that whole project. But um, nonetheless, in, in Santa Fe and and I never really got to explore southern New Mexico like that. I mean, to that degree, especially White Sands, just you know blew me away oh it's incredible there's yeah it's like one of those places there's just no place like it on earth and then to be there yeah. on the solstice and we were all sweating and dying out there because it was so <laughs> hot wearing our denim jackets but it was what a good time that was totally yeah and i feel like yeah i feel like i made lifelong friends out of that that was the first time i had met you um, mm-hmm. that was the first time i had met uh heath that was the first time i had met shandina and everybody it was just so cool to like all come together yes. for a common uh, interest and be able to, you know, just have a fun day. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of denim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of denim. <laughs> yeah. Sweaty, sticky yeah. denim out there. But yeah, what a fun shoot. But I remember you and I and Shandina like sitting in the shade in White Sands and how much the temperature dropped. Do you remember that? Like oh, yeah. it felt amazing in the shade somehow when, I don't know, it was, it was a magical place (laughs) yeah especially when we were out there and you were playing you know your song on the back of the truck and the sun was going down it was like oh yeah yeah that was pretty magical Mm -hmm. so I guess uh, if you want to tell your list your you know our listeners a little bit about like what you do and um, you know uh, yeah who you are tell us a little bit about the outlaw um well I I consider myself a tumbleweed woman just because I have always been drawn to the road life. Um, I really enjoy it. And it's kind of something that was instilled in me from a really young age, just because we grew up close to the highway and close to truck stops and grew up swimming in like motel pools. And, you know, I've always been enamored by that whole lifestyle. And so I took the road at 19 or 20, maybe, no, I was probably 22 um, when I, you know, started touring by myself in my, my truck all over the country to play music and I'm 33 now and I've been playing guitar since I was 13 so just been enamored with music my whole life but mostly been enamored with writing and with words and um, you know I just I'm kind of in this for the long haul no matter what happens (laughs) that's so cool yeah you're you're 
I, it's very inspiring, like what you do. I have so much. Right uh, back at you. <laughs> yeah, well, I have so much admiration for, you know, musicians like yourself that put that all on the line and, and just spend so much time like out on the road, because I think there's this romanticized version of it, you know, being this traveling musician and going all over and yeah. living on the road. And, and I know that it's probably not always as glamorous as, as people may think it is, but it's, it's like anything, right? It's a lot of hard work. I know you put so much, you know, time and, and yeah. soul into what you do. And that to me is just super inspiring that you continue to, you know, keep pursuing that. Thank you. Well, I, I mean, I feel like glamorous is the, the term that will bring the death to any kind of artist's life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like yeah. glamour is so, yeah. such a boring, boring route to go. You yeah. Know, like chasing after the quote unquote dream of going to this like diva level of like Beyonce's of the world or Katy Perry's. Like, I find that so boring. I'd rather live this kind of gritty you know, trucker road life because yeah. it's, it's got humanism to it. You know, it's vulnerable. It's weird. It's sketchy. It's dark. It's, yep. so. and it's, and it's, um, it's, I don't know what the right word is for it, but it's unpredictable, I think, or it's, um, mm -hmm. un, uh, it's, you're untethered in a way, right? I mean, you never, yeah go where the wind blows you and I know you it takes a lot of work to line out the shows and everything but you just have to kind of put trust into what you're doing and, and believe in it otherwise if you're in it I think for the glamour and and I've seen this in like the film business and oh, I bet. things that I do yeah like a lot of people get into it for that reason yeah and if you're in it for that reason you're only going to last so long because you soon realize that you know it's like anything there's so much hard work involved and so many long late hours and you really have to just believe in what you're doing totally. to, to make it last. You know, if you're in it for the long run, you, you really quickly realize that the glamour fades quickly and you have to just have a, a deep seated belief in, in what you're doing. Totally. It's so true. I mean, you, it's the, you're, yeah. I mean, you have to be in love with the process, not, not the product at the end of the, the line. You know what I mean? It's like, you have yeah. to love what you're doing and not really care about what happens in the end, not be attached to the outcome. <laughs> Yeah, I love that that you say that because that's so much of what I talk about on here. And it's just a, a philosophy that I truly, really believe in is that if you're so attached to the outcome, you know, you end up, quite frankly, you just you miss out on the entire journey. Yeah. And that's really the special part, right? It's, it's not where you, you know, what you get, the results, but it's all those those moments in between. And I know when I reflect on my journey in my life and just these moments it's always these not necessarily the achievements or you know the the end result it was all the little moments in between that I really kind of relish and cherish is like those were the special moments to me totally totally I mean I remember telling my husband about what you do um and it was the day after the shoot or something and I was like I met this really cool filmmaker and he lives in, down in Ruby Doso and he's like a real cowboy and it was just like you know <laughs> it was just like the real life and just like the you live a, a a unique life and it's not like you're in LA cooped up in some loft or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I just decided at some point that, I, that that wasn't for me and that I could not, if I was going to do this, that I had to do it my own way and maybe not the traditional way. Yes. And so many people always told me like, you have to move to LA if you're going to make it, you, you just have to be there. Yeah. And I just, you know, I never, 
for me, that just never set right. And so I always just decided, well, I think what I'm going to do is just do what feels right to me and trust that process and find a way to make it work on my own terms exactly. and not, you know, follow the, the herd, uh, so to speak. And still, I have so many, uh, I mean, I feel deeply connected to the land of New Mexico mm-hmm. and, and like I grew up out on a, on a cattle ranch oh, okay. so to me. Yeah. And so for me, the, that stuff is just so special. And like the, I, the land and just being out in that, I never quite felt at home at a city, you know, I, just, yeah. I enjoy going in there and doing what I have to do and the, and you know, the luxuries of the city, right. You can get anything you want anytime. Exactly. You want. Yeah. But I can't wait to get the hell out either. You know, right. And L.A. will week. always be there. And in my case, Nashville is three hours away. Yeah. So I live on this ranch, you know, in Eads. And it's like it's three hours to Nashville, which is nothing, you know. And I can always go and do business there and then come back to this, you know, serene life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your sanctuary. And I think that's that for me has always been what it's been about is finding a balance to where you know, being a filmmaker or whatever doesn't necessarily define me. Like that's not who I am. It's just something I do. Yeah. Um, you know, Absolutely. and so I don't try and build my life around like, you know, it doesn't need to be my end all be all. Like I said, I enjoy, you know, getting outside and, and doing things outside of that. I'm sure that fuels your creativity my so much. Yeah. I think so much of what I do is because of, you know, growing up, on a ranch in my childhood and, and, and now just being out in the, in in the land and meeting real people. Mm -hmm. And like, those are the things that inspire me. And I'm sure for you, Mm -hmm. it's gotta be a huge part of like, you meet so many people on the road. I'm sure that it's like just stories that uh, I love just, you know, like just random stories from strangers. Absolutely. Yeah. And being, and, and kind of getting able to like shift my identity in any way I want uh, for the most mm. part, you know, because it's a new town, it's new people every day. I don't, I mean, I kind of gave into that a little bit more in my twenties. Now I'm more, you know, solidified in my identity, identity, but um, you know what I mean though? Like you, it's, it's, it's oh, yeah. kind of this um, transient kind of, um, kind of sure. malleable like uh, personality that you have to have to really enjoy the road. Um, I love that. And it's freeing in a way, right? Because I've, I, I think it's so easy to get uh, kind of put in this box of like, uh, you know, you're this way or that way. And I think is, you know, humans. And I think our soul, we're so like complex malleable yeah. and we're, we're complex and we're, we were like waves where we recede and we rise and we, we change, we're fluid beings. And so we're never ever really, I think the same, I think we constantly are evolving and changing. Yeah. And so, you know, to allow yourself to be that way and not, you know, be too constricted, I think is maybe the key. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're a, so, I mean, the outlaw you really the whole philosophy behind that idea is this uh, why I wanted to do this was I wanted to you know obviously talk to people like you mm-hmm. inspiring people that are living life I guess outside of the traditional like societal norms right, right? because I feel like there's so much pressure from society to be a certain way oh, to behave a certain way yeah. to look a certain way and I know like for women especially it's like even i mean i was walking 
through the aisles at Walmart the other day and I was just like looking at all the makeup yeah I'm like this is insane like <laughs> look at all this like you know everybody's always trying to push you to like you need to be this way or behave this way or I think there's so much of that and and people can feel very um you know I talk a lot about you're meant to be versus you're supposed you know oh, supposed right, to yeah. be I like how society's always saying, well, you're supposed to be this way, mm-hmm. you know, you should, you should be doing this. And it can be very, I think, separate from what you're meant to do. And it so it does create a lot of like division within yourself to when that starts kind of like creep in, you know, um, it's, mm. it's kind of like you're divided. You, you want to, to please others and you want to be a certain way for others to make others happy and comfortable. But it's like, but no, that's not really who I am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I I admire, um, you know, uh, so many people that have just kind of taken that leap of faith and listened to that deeper, uh, you know, calling from the soul. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we all have that voice instilled with us and maybe it gets kind of, you know, deafened out over time because we 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 lose touch with it because we we, from our childhood, we're kind of uh, trained to, to be a certain way, or we're pushed to do certain things, to behave a certain way. And, you know, we kind of, that voice inside of our head sometimes gets a little quieter and a little quieter, but it's always there kind of saying like, yeah, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't found writing and like music, like to, to have that, that escape, that friend, you know, to just express myself completely freely. Cause that's what locks me into my why every single time is like thinking back on when I was a kid and I felt so free when I was, you know, locked in a closet writing and recording songs. And like, if I didn't, if I had never found that, I don't, I mean, I'm scared for that girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I think you're just, you maybe bottle it up and you need that, that outlet. And right. Uh, if you're not expressing that, I think it's, you know, I think that's literally your soul's way of saying like, it's trying to like come out of you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then it starts being expressed in other emotions and it's like, totally just finding, you know, just finding that little thing like that, like, and uh, making time to, I mean, I'm not saying obviously like everybody needs to quit their, their job and just, you know, dive full in. Right. But I think, you know, it's just listening to that and making space to, to uh, spend, to give it time, you know, like like just write a little bit every day, you know, because if you're just suppressing it completely, it's, I mean, you're, you're kind of choking your soul out in a way. Yeah. Whereas if you're just doing a little bit and then you kind of let that, you feed it and you allow it to grow and see what that develops into. Mm -hmm. I know it's true. I'm curious. How did you get started in like, what is your story? How did you get started writing? Like, what was that moment like that you kind of discovered it? I don't remember like one pivotal moment. Um, Honestly, I just remember when I was little, like my first words were read it. Like I would bring in a wagon full of books at like the crack of dawn. So books were like books, <laughs> like reading and words were my first love. And then I guess the natural progression would be, you know, writing little poems and short stories under the covers, like way past my bedtime when I was little. Um, That's so and cool. Then at 13, <laughs> you know, I picked up guitar. I hated piano, so switched to guitar. And um, That's awesome. 
I don't know. I had a terrible piano teacher. She was like, so a Nazi. <laughs> it always helps to have a good teacher. But, um, you know, so at 13, I picked up a guitar and it just became this natural, like, um, just fusion, you know. And um, I didn't really know how serious I was going to get into music. I just knew that was like locking into a deeper identity that I could just feel really comfortable, like sitting in, you know. I just, yeah, sure. it just felt super at home to, to be a songwriter and just to be this you know kind of loner I mean I was always a loner um kind of I liked my solitude kind of child but um yeah and you seem like you would be like that too were you kind of a loner yeah totally yeah Yeah, absolutely Uh, it's funny I had brothers and sisters you know yeah Uh, I'm the second oldest I had an older sister but I was always like I mean I, I remember in my childhood like I was when the sun was up I was outside and I would just be outside all day with my I mean me and my sister played in whatever was around it was a mud puddle or you know those just those things whenever you're a kid you're just so yes you could you could spend all day playing with a you know a stick and some rocks and dirt and and so that's what I I spent you know I was outside all day and I mean I'd be out there with my hound dog and we would be just like hanging out and I would have, you know, I wouldn't come in until it was getting dark and my mom and dad made me. Exactly. Come in, but exactly. That there was so much, I mean, I think that's why for me, I still always cherish that. And it's still such a big part of me because that's where I felt like I discovered uh, creativity, maybe like laying yeah. out, you know, in the dirt and just looking at the clouds passing yeah. by and like, no video those games. Are, <laughs> yeah. No video games. I didn't grow where, where we grew up, I I think we had like two channels, right? Right. And it was like is that maybe Texas? PBS. No, it was out here in New Mexico. Oh, it was, okay. Yeah, I just we had this old ranch house, and I loved it. I mean, to me, it was the coolest place in the world. I'm not so sure if my mom <laughs> loved it, you know, yeah. at the time, but for me, it was perfect. And uh, my dad, me and him, share that a lot. Like to him, it was the being out there on the land was way, uh, you know, so much more valuable than you know living uh, maybe in town in a nicer house and yeah we we didn't own this ranch right so my dad just managed it so we were out there just like he was running the ranch and working other jobs but we uh you know lived out in this small house and there was no we had an old tv and i think we had like two channels yeah you know what i mean so so tv was just not something that we really did we watched a few movies and stuff yeah but there was just a different kind of uh it's weird to see how it's, you know, technology is so oh, it scares me a little much bit. a part of these kids. Lives I know. Right I'm now. like, like scared to bring my, our child into this world. I'm like we're going to bring yeah, them up on a I, commune or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, teaching the value of being uh, outdoors and being outdoors and getting outside and getting his hands totally. dirty. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> there's, there's so many life lessons in that. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah. I'm super excited for you. I mean, uh, like I said, I've I feel like I've only known you a short time, but you're the work that you do. Like, uh, and you can talk about this more, but I know you you've been doing a song a day for like over a year, right? And you're a big, I think, creative um, advocate. Maybe is the right yeah. word for that. But you're constantly, I think, encouraging people to. Uh, to tap into that right and just listen to that yeah i just um wrapped two years straight and um on december 31st 2019 
So um, that oh. was 730 songs in That's 730 days. And then <laughs> it got hard near the second half of the second year. That was like the brutal moment. But, um, you know, it's just like I – that's just my own way of, of kind of pushing myself. And then I happened to make it really public, you know, on Instagram, I live streamed every single song and then it held me accountable. And it also kind of got me way more connected to my, my followers than I've ever been because it was such a vulnerable thing to do. You know, it's like, yeah, I've sure. dare to suck mentality kind of came, came <laughs> to the forefront because people were seeing me like write these songs some days where I was like, dying you know of exhaustion and like it's just not in the mood or whatever so awesome though that you put yourself out there like that and like you said you held yourself accountable because so often right we can yes come up with these uh you know visions or things we want to do and we you know we end up convincing ourselves of the thousands of reasons why we you know don't have the time or whatever it is not exactly. to do it so right and like i said i think that's uh putting yourself out there it, it what it does is and so raw like that is it, it it encourages other people to do the same and i said that on something uh i think maybe it was the last episode but i yeah. i wrote this article and i said you know whenever you sh- when you allow your light to shine you're enabling others to do the same like giving them permission and saying look it's okay right and whereas when you shrink you know you're basically choosing to kind of blend into that and, and not uh you know set yourself out there in a way that I think people look at that and it, it is encouraging and, and inspiring because not everybody always has the courage to step out and let themselves be seen like that. So I have huge admiration for anybody that does that. Oh, thank you. Well, I just, I feel like our artists and I'm sure you know, this feeling are kind of um, instilled with this, this like, it's like we're taught that there's a lot of lack in the world yep. and we're not taught to have this mentality of abundance with our creative process which is such bullshit like there's yeah your your yeah. muse is never far off it's just sitting right there waiting for you to freaking put the pen to paper it's not it's not like this mythological creature that you have to wait around for you know yeah that's so funny you say that because i i, I don't know if you can relate to this in any way but i spent a lot of time Uh, early on in in my career doing this uh chasing i always felt like i was chasing the next big thing. oh yeah i know that feeling yeah you know like i could never quite be content in the moment even though i was you know loving what i was doing but i was always like never satisfied never satisfied i was always looking out towards the horizon like once i get there like and once i do this and the same thing with kind of the creative inspiration it was like I would, I spent a lot of time on the road myself during that period. I was traveling all over doing films. And nice. so I, it's where I nicknamed myself the highway man at some nice. point because I was like, you know, and I, that was my favorite place to be because I could get out there and actually have some quiet moments of reflection. And just like, I would, I could drive for hours and just drift away into actually like, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, the inspiration is always there. Yeah it's never out there right right these things are always kind of inside of you yeah and it gives your you know if you don't if you don't kind of play around with your mind after a while at least i i notice that i kind of get more anxiety i get more depression i get you know these feelings of like doubt and it's it's because i haven't been tapping into the mental muscles enough you know what i mean like it has to happen Mm. on a consistent basis 
for at least for me to maintain some kind of sanity. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And like you said, it doesn't even have to be anything like extreme, right? You know, it's just even on a more subtle level, like just giving yourself time to maybe sit in silence. Yeah, and I think that's that's such been such a big part of like uh, my life is learning to get back to that place because I think growing up where I grew up and being surrounded by so much science and then as you know working in the creative business it can be very very overwhelming sometimes it goes from zero to a hundred really quick famine (laughs) yeah totally and it's like you know you got emails and phone calls and everybody like I know when I go into production and you know we're going to that moment of pre-production it's like you're going into battle almost and you know like here it comes Mm. like I'm not going to be sleeping I'm going to be totally bombarded by 5,000 questions a day and yeah for me it's always finding that time of like you know just quiet yeah I need to just go be alone for a few minutes like have some some time to breathe some clarity and get my wits back about me and then I'll be much better to to be around after that too yeah (laughs) recharging the battery absolutely yeah yeah I get that yeah yeah and I think like you were saying about technology right so I think we're living in this world and and we're in that generation where we remember a time where that didn't exist where people didn't have (laughs) cell phones on them at all time like you know that what a great time that was I think back back to that now and it's like I remember when like we didn't have cell phones. So like we would have a flat tire on the road and yeah. like me, me and my mom and my sister on the way to school on the dirt road, we'd have a flat tire and we would just walk back to the house. You know, there was no calling, right. Uh, calling dad Using or maps, somebody to come. going to AAA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the good old fashioned way. And yeah. now there's, there's so much stimulation and it's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, just like, everything right there's so much media and that's where it's weird for me because I work in that space and so I oh yeah you know what I mean yeah it's real weird for me because I work in that space of creating content but I feel like uh, there's for me it it all changed whenever I decided like I don't know about not not necessarily um personal gain like I said I spent a lot of time chasing things oh I I did not miss that feeling yeah yeah and rather I shift my focus to what can I contribute now so like what am I creating absolutely that doesn't just have short short short-term impact but isn't that the best feeling that is the best oh totally yeah because it, it like it lets it like it takes all the pressure off of this like you were saying the chase and it's like Okay, so what what does Robert personally have to offer to the world that no one else can give, or what does Grace Grace have? You know, exactly. so and it's just like, oh, that's the golden ticket. It's like, yeah. so make make something, do something that makes you fucking untouchable. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah, I love that. That's such a great way of putting it. And that's and I truly believe that everybody has that inside of them, right? So, oh, absolutely. You know, what does Grace have to offer the world that nobody else, you know, that's unique to her? And I feel like everybody has that, right? And right. I I have these crazy, like, uh, moments where I think about, like, what does a world look like where people are doing that? You know, can yeah. you imagine that? Like, because there's so much, I feel like, uh, 
stress and pain and struggle. And so mm-hmm. much of that is, is like self-created, you know, because of that. It's like this competitive, competitive, like culture Yeah, where it's like, you're, you know, you're competing against everyone else, but no, that's not the reality. I mean, you're really just competing against yourself and that's so cliche, but it's, it's true. You know, it's so true. And uh, that idea fascinates me a lot because I, I think that is, you know, that competition, that mentality and like that um, chasing idea of like, oh, I need to get this. I need to get that. I got to get this. Like that is so it's no wonder so many people are so tired and wore out and miserable down yeah. and miserable and like stressed yeah. out and anxious and depressed. It's because you're constantly like treading water, you know, and you're swimming like upstream. And the moment you kind of realize that you can like literally just turn around and float with the stream. And cr- I remember, and cr- you know, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. It's and it went to an even deeper level for me because society is like a touring musician tells you, you should be fulfilled by this. You should be fulfilled by the spotlight and having this attention. Whereas I was mm. like at my most self-destructive and miserable point in my life when I was on the voice, like, and when I was uh. out in LA doing interviews and, and doing these things, I was like, is this it? Like, this is what it's, this is it. And I felt so unfulfilled. And I remember calling my dad and like telling him that, like, is this how I'm supposed to, like, I don't, I guess I'm not supposed to feel this way because I'm not fulfilled by this, you know? Yeah. I completely understand that feeling. And I think, you know, success means something different to everybody. And maybe it is being on the big stage for some people or, you know, and for other people, it can be something just so simple. Like, you know, I mean, that... I think that varies greatly. And for totally. me, I've had that same kind of uh, epiphanies. Uh, yeah, epiphany to where I was like, why am I even doing this kind of thing? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it lost its whole like, I don't, I'm not, the, the enjoyment isn't there anymore. And I'm not even quite sure why I'm doing this. I'm miserable. Right. And I was like, I got to get back to finding the real reason I, I'm here. And that was the kind of the, the wake up call for me of like, I want to shift my focus back to contribution. Like what can I give rather than how, what can I get? I'm all, you know, it's like, which that leads you to like that long-term goodness. Like it's not sugar rush kind of feeling where you crash from it real fast, you know, whereas like running a workshop on songwriting for me feels way more fulfilling. Isn't that funny? Like you, you feel like you're giving something back and it just feels so much more fulfilling rather than like you said, maybe being on the voice you know, so many people. It would felt be great like, at the time, you know, but yeah, right. It's so fleeting. Yeah, yep, totally. And you, I think there's something to be said about that. Like, you know, what if people could just maybe, like, if we all could just, you know, be conscious of that, remind ourselves, yeah. you know, uh, what can I, how can I give back? And then there's so many unique ways and and gifts, right, that each of us have that you can give that really is an expression of your talent right so like Mm -hmm. you said songwriting workshops and like these kind of i mean how uh how cool is that you get to do what you love and you're sharing a gift that inspires others you're not like alone in it because it's such a lonely pursuit you know anytime you're chasing something that's like a spotlight or accolades or for you like i'm sure you're i mean what are examples for you like oh man it's it's lonely 
yeah it's totally i mean you're in the i think in entertainment in general like music and film are very similar i think in that sense right like yeah so much of your value is play is is uh placed on like what you achieve right yes like if i get the big film put together if i work with the big actors if i make the big paycheck if I do yeah. all these things, then I'm considered successful. And I think for a long time for me, it was like, I felt like I needed to prove that to myself. Like I won't be worthy yeah. or, or happy of my, like with who I am until I get that, then I'll be enough. And then I yes. realized like, maybe I, I had these moments of success where all of a sudden, and like you said, it felt real empty. And I'm like, my you value get there. And you're like, Oh, this is yeah, I, this I'm is not it. feeling the way I thought I would feel. Yeah, and you're like, well, I guess I better keep going and, right. and shoot, shoot higher, and yeah. that you know, for me, that's where I had to realize. I think that yeah, my value isn't based on what I do or what do I achieve or how I, um, you know, how much money I make or any of these things. Like my value is inherent to just who I am and and yeah you know i place my value on myself and like so whether i'm uh, in in the spotlight or if i'm out working on the ranch or the farm do you know what i mean yeah Uh, i've i don't know about you but for me like i've met so many just uh, strangers just normal folks that are some of the best people i've ever met and incredibly wise and they're just again they're they're truck drivers, they're farmers. They're... There's like a purity there, you know, where it's like they haven't been gone through that same torment, you know what I mean? Like that we have yeah. of like society kind of telling you, you need, once you do this, then you'll be enough to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that that's like, I think there's something to be said about that. So, I mean, whenever I talk about the outlaw way and people, you know, not following what society says, I, I don't think that means that you have to like, Oh, you can't, that doesn't mean I can work at the grocery store. I, I think like <laughs> yeah. my, my favorite example of that is I, there's this, I go into this Walgreens, right? Like every mm-hmm. so often. And I've made great friends with this guy that works at the register. His name's Raj. He's like one of the coolest, uh, just down to earth yeah. people I've ever met. And I always think like, there's so much purpose in this, like this guy just being genuine and, and he's like, you know, smiling and making friends with people and yeah, and like that right there can be purpose, right? Like there's enough in that. And he's probably changed more lives and made more differences in people's lives than, well, a lot of politicians that I know. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. He, right. And, there's like this contentedness to him. That's yeah. like uncanny. Like, and people like that, I, I, that's actually the kind of person I envy the most. The people yeah, like, who are the most content with life are yeah, like, like, look at this guy. He's just working at the counter, doing his right. thing. And, he, and he's so happy. He's so right. damn happy. And I'm like, you know, so many how of us do you are do like, it? how do you, yeah, how do you do that, man? I want to, I want to, you know, be like you because you found <laughs> a way to like, your success is not dependent on what you're doing. It yeah. doesn't define you. You're just so happy, like being you and doing your thing. And I think yeah. that, right. Like that's. True. that's you know maybe a place that we should all try and uh you know yeah a- aim for is just to find more contentness in 
all those small moments, like you said, not the not the big accolade moments or the moments of achievement, but just the small moments in between. Yeah, totally. And and just trying to be, you know, creative every day is one of those little ways that I've found that can bring me that contentedness. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's something small, but it's to me, it means a lot, you know? Yeah, I started journaling. Um, you know, yes. I have all, I've been journaling for a long time, but I made a commitment to start journaling every that's day. That's great. And I have all these little notebooks full of it. And that's where I kind of came up with the idea for this podcast was I was like, you know what? I just, again, I want to yeah. kind of be vulnerable and put myself out there, but I just want to share these ideas. And maybe it, maybe it'll encourage somebody to do the same, or maybe somebody will get some value out of these conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that I've, I've had that experience with, you know, music and songs and, uh, you know, films and just so many different things, right? Like yeah. uh, books and articles, like, and I always think like, well, what if somebody didn't do that? Had they like, had, what if they had never written that song? Totally. Right? Yeah. And so here's even something that I think song days, yeah, even, song days where yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, why am I, why did I just live stream that? Then I'll get a DM on Instagram from someone like, I really needed to hear that today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of that reassurance of like, you know, I'm, I'm on the right path. Yeah. And here's something being that you're a musician, I think uh, I want to get your opinion on this. So I, I wrote about this before and it's this idea, right. That we're all, an instrument right so mm. just just imagine the idea that we're all instruments right mm -hmm. yeah and there's like when you think music fascinates me my little brother and my fiance are both musicians but um so i, I i've not you know got into that uh, i didn't uh -huh. get that, geek, that gift or maybe i've just not explored it enough but i love <laughs> this idea of music and chords and how it all comes together like it's so complex to me it's something that just like boggles my mind but yeah. there's so many like ways and sounds and like, uh, I guess, ways that you can piece all that together. And so I think of humans, like all of us in that same way, right? Like we're all instruments, like what mm, kind of, yeah. what kind of song are you going to play? And like, what kind of chords are you going to like, you have something so unique to you, uh, like, like sounds and, and chords that have never been heard before and, and ways to, you know make noise and express yourself right and yeah you can be that or you can be you know maybe if you're not choosing to 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 play that instrument are you just like the instrument that's hanging on the wall and that instrument on the wall right you think like what kind of amazing music could have that yeah. could that guitar have played had it just you know been picked up i and, love that i mean that gives strum. you a giver it definitely that perspective for sure gives you like that bigger picture kind of mentality which you're stepping back and seeing seeing you know what really matters i love that yeah i don't know it's just like one of those late night moments where i think i was sitting out staring at the stars and, and i was just yeah. thinking about music i was probably listening to music and thinking like wow can you imagine had these songs never be been written or like you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's like, what a world to think about that. And that's just yeah. in one area, right? That's just music. And you think about all the other f fields uh, totally. to explore. So yeah, very, yeah. Very cool to have you on here. And um, thanks for I, having I, me. 
of course, I want you to tell people like how to find you and, and also like what you have coming up. If you have any, I know you have a kid on the way, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, are, are you playing music right up to the day or I what? actually had to cancel like all of my gigs after I got to like 30 or no, maybe 20 weeks because I was so out of breath at, at shows. I just was like, I couldn't talk between songs and I'm, you know, I like to tell stories and stuff on stage. So yeah. that's, that really sucked. But I, um, I just got booked for Juke Joint Fest down in Clarksville, Mississippi on April 18th. And I'm going to teach a little songwriting workshop, um, the next day. So that's my first gig, like post baby. Awesome. <laughs> it, could like, it could be like a month old. And uh... yeah, that's great. <laughs> so are you going to bring him along for the ride? Oh, yeah. He's going to yeah. be a little road baby. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. well, tell um, tell the listeners, too, like how to find you and connect with you on social media. and you know. Yeah, um, it's just my name, Grace Askew, A-S-K-E-W. At, um, you can do graceaskew.com or Instagram. That's my handle. Um, and YouTube. So it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, guys, seriously, check out her music. It's incredible. You won't be disappointed. And she, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you, you so have much. a wealth of, of uh, I mean, you've put in the work. I can tell you've got so much, uh, I mean, you've got so many tracks to listen to. And you're just, yeah, keep on keeping on. Thank you're you a creative so powerhouse. And I'm excited to see all the things that are right back support. at you. So it's been a pleasure having you on. You're my first <laughs> official guest on the on the podcast and i'm so honored to have you here oh my god and yeah I'm, I'm super excited and we're we're gonna get heath roped in soon and just oh, we got yeah. so many other just super uh he's gonna be fantastic oh, he'll be great sure. yeah i just i can't wait to yeah. share uh you know all these special people like you and, and the stories you guys have to tell so thank you you know who might also be interesting is the guy um he was with us at the shoot oh, what's his uh, name uh yeah, from from French uh, Von West, right? Um, uh, he he, he was with Wrangler. With Wrangler. Yes. Uh, I can't even. He might be interesting I too. I hope he's not listening because he's going to be all upset that I can't. I know. I can't, remember, I can't believe I can't think of his name. I'm terrible with names, though. Well, anyway, you. you uh, know. Uh, yeah, I, I'll <laughs> definitely reach out to him. He would be, he would be awesome because that dude has some great stories, and he's, you know, he's an yes. artist, and he does all kinds of. Yeah, yeah. Love he does all he dabbles into all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, mm -hmm. good idea there. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks again for being here. This has been so much fun. I've had, yeah, I'm yeah. Glad it all worked Thank out you. and we didn't have any technical issues, I don't think. And I'm no. super excited. Smooth yeah. sailing. Well, thanks again, Grace. And, uh, you know, Thank I'm you. excited for you and your uh, upcoming uh, little rambler coming into the world. So, um you know you guys <laughs> appreciate yeah, you it you guys take care of yourselves and look forward to hopefully we'll see you in santa absolutely fe let's reconnect <laughs> August, yeah I think. let's do yeah. it that'd be awesome santa fe reunion <laughs> that's right all right my friend <laughs> cool. yeah Thanks, you take brother. care my friend and it was great talking to you thank you so much you too okay thank bye you. all right bye thank you guys for listening to another episode of the outlaw you if you gained any value from listening to this episode please uh, subscribe or uh, share if you think that uh, anyone you know might get some enjoyment out of this also we appreciate you spreading the word thank you guys for all the love and we look forward to coming back on the next episode have a great one bye